welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. So we are still on the same subject. The title of this message is You Can Bless or You Can Curse with Your Words. This is actually part three of that teaching. Um, I think it's been a while since I recorded uh, since last teaching and I uh, apologize for that. Sometimes life gets busy. Um, but here we are now. I actually gave you more time to kind of dig deeper into the subject and um, get in the word more and try to figure out how to explain this so it makes sense uh, where it actually works and it reflects the word of God. Um, so the more I looked into the word, I mean, I've shared with you guys a lot of verses and the first, especially during the second teaching on the subject about what the word of God says about the words we speak and the effect that it has on our lives and other people's lives. It literally says the power of life and death is in our tongue. So it definitely puts a lot of emphasis on the words we speak. But I do believe if you dig in deeper in the word of God, you will understand there is a straight relationship, a correlation between the words we speak and what we believe in our hearts. So pretty much it's a reflection of what we believe uh, when we speak words. So the best example for that would be uh, when we became Christians, when we decided to be followers of Christ and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Uh, Romans 10.9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the first part of that verse, the emphasis is, if you, some other translation says, if you say, if you say with your mouth. In other words, if you speak, if you just say, that Jesus is Lord. And then the second part of that says, and believe in your heart. So there's two conditions here involved that together they work and that's how we receive salvation. So in other words, when I personally decided to believe is I made a choice, right? I heard the salvation. I, I heard, I heard the message of the gospel and in my heart, I decided to say, okay, yes, I believe that. I believe that actually happened. I believe that Jesus is Lord. In other words, God himself became human to save us, right? Because, and this is kind of confusing because there's three parts to God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They all exist separate together, but then they exist at the same time together. Um, so um, whether you wanna look at it as the Son of God, it was part of God that became flesh to bring us salvation, to pay the price of sin instead of us. So when I decided for myself to believe that, and I have no problem saying Jesus is Lord, right? Which another word is like Jesus is Lord over what all creation, Jesus is God, another way of saying it. It says that's when you will be saved. So you guys can kind of examine your heart, say, first of all, see if this is something you just have a head knowledge of and you say, okay, I, I, I believe. But in your heart, you're kind of not, sure if you truly believe that you know what i'm saying then that those both conditions are not met so you not only have to say uh, what you believe but you also have to believe it in your heart 100 percent 2 corinthians 4 13 says it is written i believe therefore i have spoken since you have that same spirit of faith we also believe in therefore speak so again you guys see the relationship between believing and speaking it says i believed therefore i have spoken and remember you guys we have a spirit in us that is eternal this spirit whether it's going to be united with god and live with eternity or whether it's going to be cast 
to hell, it's eternal. It will live forever. Therefore, um, we are spirit beings in a body. And the words we speak, remember, they're also spiritual words being spoken through a physical body. And 2 Corinthians 4.13 says that. It says that, um, I believe, therefore I have spoken, since we have that same spirit of faith. Remember that God has given every single person a measure of faith. And faith, honestly, you guys, once we understand it, I don't think we'll ever completely understand uh, how it is or how it works. But I guess, I, I believe we can, uh, you know, grow spiritually and learn more about it. Okay, I want to um, share with you guys more verses. Psalm, um, well, going back to the power of the words that we speak because we are spiritual being, being put in a physical body, right? And our mouth speaks. So again, just pay attention to how important the words we speak are. Psalm 141.3 says, this is David speaking to God. He's like pretty much admitting, hey, I don't have control over my tongue. Please help me with this. So Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And you would think, well, I can manage it myself. I don't need God to help me. Obviously, we can't. Obviously, if it's in the Bible, remember the Bible is written to teach us um, the wisdom of God and as to how we're supposed to live this life. So if David said that, this is an example for us that we have to ask God for help for the words that we speak that come out of our mouth. Because a lot of times, we just blur out things without even thinking about it, you know? A thought comes to our mind, or maybe it's just like a habit, and immediately these, some words just jump out of our mouth, and we're like, whoops, shouldn't have said that, you know? Uh, Luke 6, 45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. This is kind of an interesting verse, but it's, to be honest with you, God, it bothers me a little bit because sometimes we say things that are not so nice. Like we may criticize and judge or verbally attack some other people, maybe not in their face or behind them. But like, like sometimes we see things that we don't agree with. Maybe they're wicked and evil. And we tend to like attack those people. Um, and the, and this verse is saying, if there's not good things coming out of your mouth, what's in your heart is coming out of your heart, right? And we feel like justified to, to let's say, judge or come against people who are doing, you know, the, the things that are wrong. But remember, the Bible says we are supposed to, and, and, and I'm not saying this like we have to agree with them and be nice to them and um, kind of like... Uh, accept them. We're always fighting against sin and what's evil in the world. But remember, God wants us to pray even for our enemies. Why is that? So if we're praying, if we're if we're coming against the person, we have to we have to keep in mind: Are we coming against the person, or are we coming against the spiritual forces that is controlling that person? Because that person is in some kind of bondage, have given themselves really over to the desires of the enemy, and now they're like enslaved to that. So we're supposed to come against the sin, the evil, the wicked things that they're doing, but we're supposed to pray for them personally to get saved. Because remember, again, they are spiritual beings that if they don't get saved, eventually they'll die, right? Their spirit will be tormented in hell forever. It will never end. Um, so I believe that's why God wants us to even pray for our enemies so they can also have a chance. Um, 
So um, I think it's good to question our heart when we start <laughs> maybe saying things we shouldn't say and ask God again to tame our tongue and to change the condition of our heart. Um, so how much power does our tongue have? Um, James 3, 3 through 8, I'm going to read you guys this uh, passage. <clears throat> it says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, um, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven um, by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. Whatever the pilot wants to go, likewise, I'm sorry, wherever the pilot wants to go, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body that corrupts the whole body, sets the whole curse of man's life and one's life on fire. And it itself is set on fire by hell. Verse 7 says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human beings can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. I mean, that's kind of pretty harsh and strong, isn't it? You guys, like if the Bible is saying that's how our tongue is, we have to be so like on guard about the words that try to escape our mouth, about the words that we say. That's why David said, please put a gate over my tongue. Please help me control my tongue. I think that should be our prayer every day because it's using the example, a small spark of fire can set a whole forest on fire. They say that's how the words we speak can, that's how much damage um, the words we speak can do if we're not careful. I mean, how many times have you heard, let's say, um, maybe a, t a teenager committed suicide because of some, some what somebody said on social media to them, like they came against them, against their character or their look or what they had done, and it shamed them so much or it made them so feel bad about, made them feel so bad about themselves that they committed suicide. So do you guys see the power of words? This was a deadly poison that literally killed that person, the words that came out of that person's mouth, right? And I know maybe it wasn't literally from their mouth, but it's, even when it's spoken over social media, it's kind of the same thing, correct? So now what's what I really want to emphasize on during this teaching is the relationship between what we speak and our faith. Because like I said in the beginning, they are connected to each other. Um, so I'm going to share, be sharing with you guys um, stories from the Bible, because remember, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, so this is, I'm just quoting the scripture for you guys. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through uh, the word about Christ. Another, another translation is exactly like how I said it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So if, I, if we hear the word of God enough and our heart is full of the word of God and our mind, what are the words that will come out of our mouth? We'll, we'll we have build our faith and we'll, we're going to speak what the word of God says. But if we're not, if we really don't have time for it, we're too busy, maybe we just read a devotional like, you know, one verse, two verse a day and like we feel like we've been fed. That's kind of like 
not eating at all all day and maybe just have a bar for the whole day does that satisfy you <laughs> so that's we're, we're pretty much starved um spiritually if we're not meditating on the word of god and what happens to our faith is not there what what's instead of it everything that's in the world that we expose ourselves to which we really a lot of times we're part of the world we're living in the world um well actually the bible says you're in the world but not of the world in other words um don't be conformed to the world you're not like them uh because now you're sons and daughters of god but we're exposed to the same thing every day right we see the same news we go to we go to work we socialize with people so we're exposed to this world and we're continually if you pay attention <laughs> continually we're depositing doubt and fear into our spirit into our soul into our heart and what's going to come out of our mouth same thing doubt and fear and anxiety and uh just think about how much damage that it does and it doesn't and i'm not saying we live in denial but i am saying we have to focus more deposit more of god's word into our heart so our faith works to our benefit not reverse not our faith in the enemy what he's doing all the chaos and fear and anxiety that he's causing but our faith in god and in his love and in his promises for us so you guys see there's a difference and what we believe in in our heart and our mind and our soul and the words that come out of our mouth and there's some great examples in the bible that i'm going to share with you guys just a few um so it's going to probably be a, a few more teachings on this subject so you guys just hang in there i do believe that you will enjoy it but the important thing about this teaching is just remember out of the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks there's a relationship between the words we speak and what we believe. And you might say, "Ah, I don't believe that. I I don't think honestly the words that I say have any effect on my life." Well, then examine your life right now, where it is right now, and tell yourself what you like and what you don't like about it, and then kind of examine all the words that you have spoken so far. If it has to do with your relationships, okay? Examine what you have been saying about this relationship all these years. If it has to do with your health, examine what you've been saying about your health all these years. If it has to do with your finances, examine the words that came out of your mouth about your finances all these years. And I can and the list can go on. What what about your looks or your your physique? Examine what you've been saying about yourself. If they've been negative and if they've been bad, what are you experiencing now? You're experiencing the fruit of what you said. Am I correct? Would you agree with me? You might say, "Well, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to lie? I was just I've been stating the facts, right? But just remember, guys, the facts are temporary and can always be changing, but if we stick to the truth, which is the word of God, the truth and the word of God and our faith is what can change the facts to align with the word of God. I think this is what's been missing honestly from Christians' lives because they live the same lives as other people and they're not experiencing victory in their lives it's because they 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 neglect to understand agreeing with the word of god is agreeing with his truth can overcome the facts um can give you victory in whatever you're dealing with whatever struggles you're facing whatever trials you're going through god can give you victory if you agree with him if in your heart you believe that's as well if you know his word you agree with it and your words are aligned with God's word you can see the victory in your trials. So you guys I think I'm going to um end this teaching here but I will continue on 
with stories from the Bible that truly proves to us the condition of our heart, our faith, and the words we speak, and the result of it, the outcome of it, and the physical realm. So until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.